Welcome to another episode of Serially Obsessed. I'm Daisy Rosario. I'm Dipti Sarawip. I'm Layla Carrillo. And we are here to talk to you about the what the motherfucking frack of the frack. Yeah, this is the last one. What the fuck? How did that fucking happen? How is this last one? No warning. Look, I I literally thought that we were going to be stuck in limbo for season two forever and that there would be like 87 episodes like it was just going to (laughs) be going on forever and ever. I thought we were going to be captive to season two as long as Bo was captive to the television. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. I have to say one thing and it's kind of important is that the Serially Obsessed podcast is not produced, affiliated with, endorsed or sponsored by the Serial podcast. Additionally, the views, comments and opinions expressed on the Serially Obsessed podcast do not necessarily affect the views of the producers of Serial, which obviously they don't, because if they did, we have to know them. If we knew them, we would have known that this was going to be the last episode. Damn. Yeah. This finale, it the show ends as it began. As a big fucking Abruptly. surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Abruptly. It's like, boom. As a thing you find out drops. on Twitter. Like, just, it is beginning. It is kind ending. Of. It's like, yeah. What a crazy boyfriend season two has been for us. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's like, like a boyfriend that started like, off. It's like, right. It's like all hot and heavy. And then it's like, yes. I think we should like not hang out every week. Like, let's pull it back to like every other week. <laughs> yeah. And then. And then it's like the like a blizzard comes, but then you spend the whole weekend together. Yeah. And then it's like, mm, I think this is going too fast. I'm going to tone it back down. Yeah. To the two week. And then it's like, let's try to revisit the beginning and try to find that same feeling by talking about all the same stuff. Like again, again like and right again and in a different light in a different light. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this was my yeah. perspective and then, on this date. In the end, and then in the end, you like realize like, oh shit, this was just a summer fling. Like you're going back to Lithuania where you're from. Like mm-hmm. what? You're yeah. literally, you're leaving literally tomorrow. It's like, I fell in love with you. I was going to yeah. invite you over to meet my parents. I love. I mean, you. I, I wasn't in love with you really, but like I was thinking about exactly. it. I was picking up on a future just because that's what I've been conditioned to do. And I was thinking, like, we have a future together. But, like, ultimately, right. I realized that we don't. And it's okay. But you know what? And it's okay. He bailed on you before you could bail on him. So he was that's just true. like, I'm out. And you're like, oh, he right. knew that I was so frustrated with him. Yes. Even though I was enjoying yes. it for some parts of it and then other parts. I'm like, you repeat the same stories a lot and I get sick of it. We can continue this metaphor as related to like, and then it broke up with us on social media because we found out on social media it was over before we knew that it was over. Well, and you know like, what? Oh, thanks. I actually had a a good friend of mine texted me and he told me, and I always feel bad if somebody else informs me something about cereal. And then I oh, immediately yeah, you have to be went online. News but for everybody else. He, he literally must have heard like the moment his name's Chris. Hi, That's Chris. That's so funny. Um, but Chris must have heard the moment that it was like that info was dropped. And um, yeah. I immediately looked because there was only one article about it at the moment. And it was Entertainment Weekly. Like, and not even on Twitter. And so I was in shock. And I was. Yeah. I was. I. You know what? I wasn't you, I mean, unhappy. Like, on, I was who, not unhappy. And who's to say that this isn't some weird, like, NPR <laughs> April Fool's joke, right? Like, It's not an NPR I mean, show. It's not an NPR show. <laughs> oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Like, uh, you know, like, I, it's not even like NPR is the only one. It, like, the only people that everybody does April Fool's jokes, right? Yeah. And because we have, like, the oh 31st God. happening, it's like, 
Wait, can we imagine that it's like not April first? Imagine yet. if they were like April Fools, like we have we're gonna do a twenty two episode <laughs> season. And right. Like, like, you thought you this was the last the episode. Point. It is not the last episode. By the way, have we told you how complicated the war in Afghanistan is? Because we have eleven more episodes right. to let you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, because here's the thing, like going back to the boyfriend analogy, then he's like, Oh, I am going back to my country and you're yes. like, Okay, bye, see you later. And then literally 24 hours later, he's like, knock, knock, knock. Like, he texts you and is like, you up? And you're like, I was already on Tinder. Fine. Like, literally, I was already shopping around. Exactly. Like, I'm already (laughs) shopping around. But if you want to come over, I know all your stories. I know all your moves. So, like, fine. I guess let's just. But, like, seriously, like, Dipti messaged us that this was going to be the final. She was like, they're going to release the final episode tomorrow. And I, like, yeah. was at work. And, again, I'm a public radio producer. So, like, I'm with a bunch of other people who make, uh, like, professionally make podcasts. And I, like, look up. And I was like, guys, final episode of season two of Serial tomorrow. And they all went, what? Like, er- like just. Er- That's like, exactly what completely... your response was on Messenger. You were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I walked over and told the administrative people. And they were like, what? Because they're older women and so their what is less goofy it's actually very cute they're like what why um they're very <laughs> why lovely. would that be you know what they're lovely just ladies. like just like Bo created this whole storm fire stuff i like that yesterday in your office i created the form firestorm in way. your office way to start some news in a news organization yeah, Jim. yeah. thank you yeah. <laughs> breaking yeah. news <laughs> But um, so crazy. So about the episode itself, because it's like it is a finale. And just like we did it season one, it's kind of like we kind of need to talk about like so many things. But I have to say, like, I I liked this episode a lot, actually, like more than a more than a bunch of them. Well, I will say that the reason why I thought that this episode was kind of okay is that it seemed as if. At the end of the last episode, we finally got a story that Sarah could follow, right? Where she's like, "Mm, you know what? Regardless of what Bo did, let's find out if anyone really did die as a result of trying to rescue this guy. Yeah. Um, Here's a little mystery to solve. Right. Like, at least something that we can try and solve. And so this episode is... Because you can't solve the complexity of the war. So let's... You can't... Right. It's like, (laughs) we can't do that. So at the very least, like, let's just solve this nugget. Did anyone die Mm -hmm. rescuing this guy? And this is something that she said she was going to address since, like, episode one. I've been waiting for this the entire season. Yes. And we finally get to it. And we finally get to it. Um, The thing that I think is really interesting is that just like season one, we get a little bit of a bomb drop from someone who kind of comes out of the woodworks as a result of like, my cousin Mary has been listening to this podcast about Bo Bergdahl. Mm -hmm. And like, I happen to be in like the bunk with him. I like that. John, who was in the reserves. It was a great bomb drop. I loved it. It was. It It was was really interesting because it was, I mean, at that point, it's like, okay, we understand that Bo kind of had a little bit of a panic attack and he was released from the Coast Guard. But now it's like, oh, no, there was like blood and stuff. I mean, he smashed his face into a mirror. Not that that's what it was, but that's how he just he said it looked as if he had smashed his face. It looked as if it was like a really big like, oh, this dude. What the hell is he doing in the army? You know what it reminded me of? It's a great start. 
It was such a great start. And a, a thing that was like really important because it was just like, I think it went back to even before when we were like, oh, maybe this is just a guy who like needed to feel important, needed to join the army right. to it's being like, like wait, mm. legit, like why was he accepted into the army if he yes. literally went crazy at a thing that is like, not I mean, as even even as Justin army. goes into it. He's like, it's not like you're like not doing anything in the Coast Guard, but like in the echelon of things like, like army they understand. Trump's, yeah. Yeah. Like army Trump's Coast Guard. So like if he went crazy in the Coasties. In the Coasties. Who, yeah. In the Coasties. <laughs> like, why would he? Yeah. Want to join how, the arms arms. Why? One, why would he <laughs> want to join the armies? And then yeah. two, like, who is saying, yeah, cool, you're in. You I, I yeah. thought that was really great how Sarah brought that up the way she did, because that gave us all the context for, like, all the other stuff that we had learned and wondered and thought yes. about Bo. And to have put this, I, I think that she just, obviously, she just found the people. So I don't think it's like she had some brilliant idea at the beginning of the season to write it like that. But it was a per, it was kind of perfect for her that it worked out that way. And I'm glad she started it out that way because we all confirmed in our head. Oh, yeah, he was nuts. Like, or not, I I feel bad saying nuts, but he was traumatized by this boot camp. Yeah. Or, or who even knows, like, what it was already just pre existing. Exactly. Yeah. But, like, it, like, the situation for him was not a good situation. Correct. Um, Right. What did it remind you of, Dip? Did you. Yeah. uh, Daisy, you didn't watch this show, but I know Layla did. Twin Peaks. Um, oh, when, no. when Bob, mm-hmm. when, um, Kyle McLaughlin, you know, like bangs his head into the mirror and then all of a sudden you look and it's oh. Bob and it like a blood's right. coming out. I mean, it was just like this moment of insanity that you're like, what? And the way that Sarah described it just reminded me of that, that just that vivid image of that scary as hell scene. In Twin Peaks, where right. you see that Bob has taken over um, Kyle McLaughlin's character, and well, like, look, Daisy insane. looks like you'll never watch Twin Peaks because <laughs> a big spoiler was just spoiler alert. Just as it's about to relaunch, and one could be motivated to tune in. That's right. Spoiled. The only spoiled. Bobs I care about, anyway. I got two Bobs I care about in life, and it's only Bob Fosse and Bob the Drag Queen. So I can't be bothered. Oh. I love him too. <laughs> Big ups to RuPaul's season, RuPaul's whatever race. you're on. Yeah. You yeah. guys, wait, really quick. I want to defend myself. You cannot, there's a statute of limitations, obviously, on spoilers. It's been 25 fucking years. I can see that. Yeah, of course. I mean, I was just fucking relaunch, around with I you. Feel like <laughs> at that point, they're about to yeah. do a se- like a new version or a sequel or whatever. So yeah. it's like, actually, to me, that's like the one time where it's like, oh, it's back in play. Yeah, but anyways, the reason why I bring that up is not just to talk about pop culture, even though I love pop culture, but right. I was just going to say, I was like, I need to side talk to Daisy about Bob the Drag Queen versus Thorgy Thor. Oh, my God. Because I feel like that's like it's like New York versus New. I feel like it's going to be a subway series this year is what I'm saying about Drag Race and scene about Drag Race. Anyway, (laughs) and scene. Let's move on. Guys, here, I will say this. Look, look, if you're listening to this and you're also like, oh, my God, I love RuPaul's Drag Race. And I didn't know that the girls on Serially Obsessed love RuPaul's Drag Race. Like, please feel free to tweet at me about that shit. 
I will talk Guys, to you about I some drag race. I am very willing to talk about drag race. So I've been watching it talk since to me about one, drag race. Maybe we'll do a, a drag race episode for obsession sessions. Who knows? Who oh, knows? I would Who knows? Never, happily be on that. Never even heard of it, so I should watch it, I guess. Oh, oh my God. It's RuPaul's my Drag Race. God. It's so good. What? Never even heard of it? Like, are you like closing your ears as you walk through the city? I did a story about it. I did a story about it on my show because I love it that much. I used the actual, over the airwaves of NPR, I did a whole piece about how the Puerto Rican queens are always fierce. And that was one of the greatest joys of my life. Interviewing Michelle, Michelle Visage was really fun. Um, Yay. So guys, yes. Strongs. Okay, so like shocking day begin, like day before information about it being the final episode, but then super strong start to the episode. Yes. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting that. And then I that. just wrote down. Yeah. And then right. my notes are like a little incomplete. I have a lot of notes, but they're also incomplete because they're on my phone, which is like I'm so much slower than if I'm taking like notes by notes, hand. Notes like by hand. But I was yeah. on public transportation. So I wrote down a reckoning. But I don't. <laughs> That's no. so deep and dark, Daisy. Yeah. So deep and it's dark. It's a reckoning. No, I wrote it down because somebody said it, but I don't remember who said it. It's a reckoning. It's very serious. I can't not hear it in a serious tone. Yeah. And then Flynn, like, insists that people I mean, die. I think ultimately it's one of those things where, like, it's so sad that, like, in the penultimate episode, Sarah finally finds, like, a little nugget that she can, like, chase after, um, mm-hmm. you know... It's like, okay, fine. Like, we're all journalists. Here's a thing that we can talk about. How many people, how many people were injured, died, whatever, trying to rescue this guy? And in the end, you couldn't even get that answer, really. Like, no, it didn't seem like there was any concrete evidence to or for or like for or against. But it mostly sided with the like against. Like, not a lot of people died in this whole like search for Bo. Instead, what was happening... And didn't again, you think like, she laid it out so well, though? I actually yes, did. I, was I think she that, did. Yes. I think she did. Because, yeah. like, you're... At first, you're like, oh, well, I guess, like, nobody died during, like, searching for Bo. But then she drops this whole thing where it's like, but there were people that died in missions that had nothing to do with Bo, but were said that they were about Bo just so that they could get done, which I think paralleled the whole, like, uh, let's try and slip this past Congress just to get this done. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, again, it's just like, which we heard, yeah, from the last episode, and it was just kind of one of those things where it's like, oh, God, this is, like, what a mess. Because, yes, like, all these soldiers who, like, are on the battleground doing the dirty work, like, they don't even fucking know exactly what it is that they're doing. They don't they're know what they're, they're, they're there just, for. Yeah. They're just, they're like, the, mission. that was enlightening too. Uh, I you thought, know what? I will be very honest and say that I did not find that enlightening. I kind of felt like that's probably par for the course. I feel like in the military, as with anything that involves like strategy like that, I think that there is a lot of like need to know basis kind of stuff where yeah, I think a I lot of people. clarifying on just what level that happens. Because I definitely assume, like, it's a need-to-know basis, but just, like, how need-to-know. Like, oh, like, go do this right now, like, and you don't need to know. But do you know, know, have you guys ever talked to, like, an Iraq vet who will get angry when you... Nobody ever says, we don't like soldiers, obviously. People who are against against the war, right? But they do get angry because, like, I've known some, and they're, like, 
don't shit on what I did. Like there was a purpose and they might not have known the specific purpose for every little thing, but they, I feel like, I feel like they have to tell them a little bit. Well, so obviously, so they know what they're doing, what they're going after. But I feel like in order to get them motivated as part of strategy, they have to give them something to be proud of because all they want to be proud of what they did or what they died for, what they got injured for or what their friends right. died for or got injured for. So I feel like, uh, I don't know. In that sense, I feel like they, um, I, they kind I agree of with you, Dip, but I think so. Listen, or why would they not were having lied been to. a military or why person, they were lied to. not every, well, but the thing is like, were they ultimately lied? I mean, like, yes, they were lied to, but I think it's that, a gray area. I agree with you. Listen, like not having ever been in the military, not ever having enlisted, although we did, as you know, I did have that very brief Air Force like uh, romance. Um, <laughs> however, not ever having been in the cuts of it, I feel like. If I'm in a situation where I am ultimately forced to, like, break into a home, potentially kill people, like, in the cuts of war, I don't know that I want to know so much information because I think psychologically, I'm just speaking for myself, Mm -hmm. if I know the intricacies of, like, why I'm doing it and how I'm doing it, I feel like I can... there. If I have more information, I can talk myself out of it. So the the minimal amount of information, I imagine, must be a little bit psychologically beneficial for it just being like, listen, I can't give you the details. Just know that you're going out there and killing bad guys because these are bad people. So go. You know what I mean? And I don't. I don't mean to like make the whole like thing very base, but I I just think. How easy is it? Like, if I give you the details of something in terms, like, even just, like, going out and getting me a coffee, like, you can kind of talk your way out of being like, no, I'm not going to do that for you because I, you know, like, I don't. I'm not your assistant. I don't know. I just think, (laughs) I I just think, like, the more information you have, the more information you have, I feel like it's easier to talk yourself out of doing something that's questionable. I think it logically cuts both ways equally. Sort of. I would love to talk to a soldier about that, actually, because I can't speak on it because yeah. I'm ignorant about it. Right, 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 right. That's yeah. why I'm saying, like, my thoughts are my own, right? Like, I'm, yeah, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, this is definitely why right. they do this because, like, I'm aware. Right, I'm, right. I'm just thinking about it, like, in terms of how my mind works, if I have, if I have, like, a, a you know, a lot of information about doing something that I'm already sort of like, uh, I don't like, is this a thing we should do? Or like, uh, like then I, then I feel like that just, I don't know. There's gotta be a reason why a lot of information isn't divulged. Um, I think what I was really impressed by in this episode overall is like, it starts with this question of, you know, did people die? And like, just this like onion, layers of like the way that she reveals all of it and like get and is able to take us not through just the idea of that but through the whole the complexity of the entire thing of like cool so we don't have any uh information that anybody really directly died and then like much later we get into like but people were injured and things in a way that you could say that those things were related to But also, like, what we're really talking about is the perception of these things. Like, the way that she was able to jump back and forth 
between those ideas and to like lay them out the way she did is like really impressive writing really impressive writing like it was I just thought it was really deftly handled in terms of being able to get all of that in and it feel so orderly you know what? But to be that all was, so many things. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that was what was so nice about this episode was that it was finally orderly. Like, I didn't need to be like, wait, can we pause so I can digest what you just said? It just flowed and made sense. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These people had this perception of this. And then, oh, those people died there. And then it wasn't like going from top... I, I know that she's trying to connect a lot of different topics and so many different parties are involved. But in this episode, at least for this particular really important part about who died because of Bo or who was injured because of Bo, it was very easy to follow. I didn't feel like I uh, wasn't digesting it quickly enough before she moved on to the next point, which is what we talked about in a previous episode was... Mm-hmm. It's into, intellectually we get it, but we just need some breathing time in between the points because yeah. it's like the undisclosed of yes. cereal where yeah. where it's just like okay, yeah. let me just pause and swallow that. Okay, now we can go on, you know. But this was mm-hmm. more smooth. Yeah, and I mean it's something that could have very easily been not at all smooth like yeah it probably should have been more confusing than it was like a lot of other cereal this season but i'll go i'll talk about and a lot of really great voices in this episode a lot of really like Mm -hmm. interesting thoughts and like the guys who came back yeah and were like i want to revisit like i've been listening that was great at the end where they said i wanted to kill him i hated him i blamed him and now they're they they literally just said it's just so fucked up. And that's all you can say mm-hmm. at the end of the whole season. Right. I mean, I can right. say now, I, this is, I, I definitely, uh, I, again, I hate saying the word enjoyed, but I, I enjoyed the experience of season one more, but I am glad I listened to season two. I am better off as a human and more knowledgeable and, yeah, I'm I'm happy that I I know these things and the nuances and um, that I really didn't know before at all. Um, but for those guys who were in it and were screwed over themselves by Bo's actions in a second or third wave way, whatever it may have been, for them to say even they just say, you know what, it's complicated, is right. so huge. I mean. For me, it's one of those things where, like, this season, once again, like, amplifies this whole thing of, like, God, this whole thing, it's so sad that at the end of the day, just because of what war happens to be, that it literally has to be fought by kids who are literally, like, just out of high school. Ugh, Do you know what I mean? So it's just, like, yeah. like all of that shit is just, like, oh, my God, on top of all of that, you're literally fucking 19 years old like on top of all of that stuff you're still you're still kind of putting the puzzle pieces of what life is in your fucking brain and And the world at all and the world at all exactly and then just like it's just it's heartbreaking is what it is to me and i i have to say as much as I agree with Dip and being like, oh, I'm better for it for having learned about it, I almost wish 
a part of me is like, mm. I, I, I kind of knew this, but I, I almost wish I still lived in like blissful ignorance because it literally emotionally breaks my heart that like Ooh, yeah. what is going on is like, it's just like, it, it's kids who want money to go to college. It's 19 year olds who like don't really know what they want to do with their lives. So they want to join the army. Like get out of it's trouble. People who like want. Yeah. Like, like people who literally want to like serve their country. And at the end of the day, it's like. You're still 19. Yeah. You're 19. And like that's it is so unfair that like this is what you had to deal with at 19. And my dealings at 19 was like. Do I want to get this $4 coffee or not? You know what I mean? Like, it just makes me feel like a douchebag unintentionally. You know what I mean? Because, like, I went to college. <laughs> like, yeah. I got to, like, pick out whether I wanted, like, a five-subject notebook or, like, not, you know? Right. Like, whatever. You And then yeah. we went to, like, off the wagon for, like, really cheap drinks. <laughs> shout out NYU. Not yeah. a shout out. Never Don't shout ask out me NYU. for money. I'm NYU is done garbage. giving you money. Garbage NYU. You horrible place. Done giving you money. Um, but you yeah. said um, blissful ignorance. And because I feel like, again, with this episode, there's going to be so many things we end up kind of circling back to his thoughts. Like you said blissful ignorance. And the first thing that I thought of, especially because we hear it early in the episode, but it was like I was so struck by it at the end is those parents, those poor parents that oh. we hear about early in the yeah. episode. It's like, who of, do we blame? And they were like, oh, we had already worked in this story of how our son died. And then right. we had to re- readjust and we were so angry. And I was like, oh, my God, like, do- did that actually benefit them at all? Especially now that you've laid this like, oh, my God, like, it was yeah. so sad. upsetting. It was. Yeah, right. it's so sad thinking about like loss and grieving and all that stuff, which obviously I've been thinking about a lot. Um, is also like, like, yeah, like they had, it'd been five years. They, they, they're never going to be like, okay with it, but they right. reached they, their like, version made their of peace that as much as they could. Right. Yeah. yeah. And now you have this like anger that is like, people are like calling them to kind of get them involved. And then the, that, and then like the irony of that too, after listening to episode 10, where they're like, well, everything would have been fine if Obama hadn't politicized the return. And it's like, these people might have been fine if you hadn't right. like politicized, in a way, their son's death, which arguably, like, didn't have anything to do with this. Like, oh, right. my God, the muck right. of this. The fucking muck of this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, uh... You know what? In a way, you guys, yeah. it's almost more frustrating than season one. Which I think everyone would describe as so frustrating and gripping and crazy. But this is like, there's just, there's, there's kind of an answer to season one that we just may never know. It's like one person did it or he didn't do it, you know, or maybe some third party killed Heyman Lee. But with this, everybody is a victim. There's not. I mean, the truth of the matter is that like the only like even semblance of any sort of like season one like resolution for season two is like if everybody that's overseas right now just comes the fuck back home like now, you know, like that would be the only sort of like. But but that's not solving anything per se. No, it's not. But like it's just like in the sense of like it doesn't really solve anything that they're like back in court unless really like Adnan gets out. Right. But like. 
it's just like something right but like season two isn't gonna, there's no like, re- nothing can happen there's not yeah. like there's nothing that can come of like if this. like it's if, just like right it's if a Bo mess goes like, to pr- everything's crazy right like if Bo goes to prison after the court martial and all the proceedings and everything who's better off you know like at least with like Adnan Heyman Lee's family gets to like keep their resolve or maybe like his family, if he gets out, gets to have something. Like, there's specific people that can have some peace of mind, and we're just, like, people who are viewing this insane thing. With Bo, mm-hmm. like, there's just... Right. Nobody's feeling relieved, even immediate right. people, about anything. But mm-hmm. early in the season, and this is what I meant early in the season on, the, like, some of the first episodes we did when I said, like, it feels to me like the the scale of this, or, like, the stakes of this are much lower. Because I was like, when nothing can come of it. I was like, I don't see what could come of it. And it's like, and that's what I meant by like, they're, the stakes are lower. Like the scope is more it's intense. Right. Yeah. But the stakes and, themselves uh, felt lower. Because I was like, like, what could ever come of this? Right. And I think to be frank, I think that is what, it, I think that is why audiences got very frustrated with it. It's just like, oh, I thought that this was going to be, I mean, and this is not to like make season one very superficial at the end right. of the day a girl died whatever but it was like that was like law and order and this is like now you're making me like watch like a like a very special dateline episode <laughs> and it like hurts too much like this even is a like, very this special dateline episode would be a little peppier it, this is like <laughs> you like made me watch a full-on like like Ken Burns documentary yeah, about like, the history yeah, of Afghanistan. This is totally versus, yeah, this is like, like watching like the Ken Saturday Burns Law Civil Order. War documentary. Yeah. And it's like, oh my god, we did what to those soldiers? Like, <laughs> fucking hell! Like, yeah. what? And then like they, and then they came home and they're like, they still didn't get like the health care that they needed. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I am homeless. feeling the burn, you guys. <laughs> oh jeez. Oh jeez. Oh, JK, no JK. comment. I mean, whatever, whatever. You guys vote whom for whomever. You All feel you listeners is right. vote for who's right for you. You know what though? They did. She did talk specifically in this episode though about. Um, I think it was this one, or was it um, the previous one uh, about trading um, the protocol or how difficult it will be to get detainees out of Gitmo or trading oh, Taliban right. people. This this the. Uh, they're trying to pass legislation now to make it even more difficult than it is, and it's a hundred percent based on this bow situation. So there is some tangible to come out of it, but that's gonna take probably years to happen. Yeah, and we're so removed yeah. from that. And you even heard these, but people- it, even that, I feel like you could put through the litmus test of the way she defines stuff in this episode, and it's like. It's going to happen kind of because Bo, but really because of the political climate. Exactly. Like it's, you know, it's like, right. Yeah. right. Again, so, right. then it becomes lower stakes. Like you're saying, Daisy. Like it's crazy. The whole yeah. thing is crazy. It should just be called like Serial Season 2. The whole thing is crazy. The whole thing is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Right. And like, I think, again, like that's why it's so hard to swallow this because it's just like, I just like, this is just so, there's, now I feel helpless. Like, and I think it's interesting that like that we're talking about it in this light because I think this then reminds me of the very end of this episode where Bo is talking to Mark, and he's like, at one point I stepped outside and I was just enveloped with the vastness oh. of space, mm-hmm. um, oh. and the, 
it just, it just, I felt, I just felt like it was like, oh, there was something bigger than me. And I was like, oh my God. One, I will tell you on a side note, I think I've mentioned this on an earlier episode. I have a very hard time like looking, like if I'm in like, uh, like a camping area and I look at the vastness of space, I get like, like almost kind of dizzy. Like, uh, oh, really? Like, just, oh. It's a, not dizzy, but just like oppressed because I'm just like, oh my God, I'm oh. nothing. Like I am, I'm nothing. That's funny. I'm yeah, you like, and I have very opposite reactions to that. It's like a very, like a grain of sand. Like I love mm-hmm. it. I think it's beautiful, but I think it just gives me this like feeling of like emptiness that like really scares me. Um, right. Whereas every day to day life, like the news gives me that feeling of emptiness. And then I look at the universe and I'm like, yes. It's like, right, right, right. It's like we will like whatever, whatever the shit that we're in, like, this is like so much bigger. Wait, than hold that. on, My you general guys. Despair. Hold on, listeners. When you look at the stars, do you feel empty? Yeah. Or do you feel like the news makes you empty? Right. Do you feel empty or full? Just write empty, empty or, or full, or full Just in write the Twitter line. Empty or full. <laughs> Just when you see the stars. Obsessed pod. Empty. Yeah. <laughs> empty or full. Because hashtag I really stars. Enjoy for the. <laughs> Hashtag stars. Because I, I did really enjoy for the last one where, like, you literally just put the numbers in I loved as Daisy requested. <laughs> and I loved that. And <laughs> so it was loved. Good. So good. Um, but, yeah, I think it was also really interesting that, like, Sarah also mentioned that, like, Bo isn't the first one to just walk off. Like, there were other Yo, guys that were also yeah. just, like, other stories. fuck this. Like, there I'm out of so here. Things. Like, I, this Ugh. is insane. Like, why am I here? Why are we doing this? This is I'm the thing. Out. This episode itself was long. And then there's, like, the like, finality of the season. And then there's, like, the fact that there are all these little nuggets to, like, unpack. Like, some of those other stories are crazy town. Like, I was like, what is this other guy who, like, she names a couple of people. And then the one that she, yeah. like names that it's like oh you never heard of him because he didn't get caught and they didn't trade people for him and all of these things but it's like his situation and he was very bow like i mean he had like a katana or whatever he like cut he himself had on all purpose the to fake stuff. it he cut himself on purpose it was like yeah oh, that was crazy nuts also to tie it into the space thing then then sarah said the thing about like it's like astronauts taking off their helmets in space and i was like do they do that and I was like on the sidewalk and I was like, I was like horrified at that image. That that's what stopped me in my tracks. I was like, wait, do they do that? Also, oh, when when they like the, the whole like image of them removing the. Yes. The she was image like, of them removing the helmet in space. Yeah. She like said when astronauts do that. Yeah. Yeah. She said that she said that whenever that stuff usually happens, the yes, that the military usually treats it. Yes, that it treats it like a head case because it's kind of really intense and you'd have to be kind of crazy to do it, like an astronaut taking off their helmet in space. And I literally stopped where I was standing and I was like, oh, God, why would you take your helmet off in space? Like, I just couldn't. I couldn't fathom it. Like, too much. Like, I almost couldn't breathe. And I was just like, oh, man. And just, oh. Which is legit what would happen if you took your helmet off in space. Yes. You couldn't breathe and then you would die. I mean, it's just like it's one of those things where um, so uh, guys, I'm sure there's other people out there who are listening to Serial 2 who are also watching uh, uh, American Crime Story, the O.J. Simpson trial. Oh, I've still um, only seen that one episode. I mean, you know, you know what happens at the end again. Like we all experience it, right? Yeah. Like, so but no I really spoilers. liked the episode but I saw. They they do. They do a really great episode about the jury. Um, and I think it's just like again just the the human condition right so here's this jury 
during the OJ trial, you're like in there for months and months and months. You are sequestered from everything. You can't watch TV. You can't really talk to your family that much. And like one of the jurors just like straight up goes like, she like fakes going bananas just so that she can get the fuck off of the jury. And it's just one of those things where you're just like, Jesus, right. Like, yeah, you're just, you're, you're like dealing with so much stuff. You probably don't want to be there. You're like in the middle of the desert. Like, yeah, it's not surprising that there aren't a ton of people who legit just either legit go bonkers or just like fake going bonkers so that I can just go the fuck home and live a normal life again. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I think, again, it brings me back to the blissful ignorance because it's just like, oh, I kind of know that, but I also don't want to think about that. Like, Well, it also takes me back to the other stuff you were saying earlier about them being so young. You know, it takes me back to them having coming back even if you don't end up walking off like you're coming back from that experience and you're coming back to so little support and that is it's so frustrating you know it's just like yeah right you know like you guys were saying earlier like they're so young but it's like even if you don't lose it there something has happened to you and it's not like every single person necessarily comes back with ptsd but like but you you are affected by that experience in some way you know you just are you know You've seen, yeah, you've seen stuff, right. You guys, yeah, can I yeah. tell you, I come back from a freaking trip to Europe and I come back and I'm like, I'm a little different now, <laughs> you know? I mean, and I've had been on vacation. Exactly. Or if I go to like India for two weeks, I come back and I am a right. different person. And, a, and and nothing bad happened. Or four like, years was- of college changes you. And like these, some of these people are doing four years in the military. It's just, it's... It's just right. Crazy. That's I mean, that's the thing. It's like you're 19. You're at that point. You're still completely malleable. And, you know, the thing that's really interesting is like there there's a so in the apartment that I live in, there's a bunch of guys that come and hang out like right outside my window. Um, and they're all vets. Um, you think they're like I Vietnam think, vets, right? I don't know if they're Vietnam vets or like Korea vets, oh. but they're like older vets mm-hmm. and they're for all intents and purposes, they're all alcoholics. And like, I mean, and I, listen, I don't know them, uh, but I hear them and they're very sweet people and I actually really like them. Um, But I don't know them. I hear them from my window. I love their conversations. I give them names. Um, And yeah, it's like, it's sad. It's sad. And this, I'm going to get like briefly political and then I will back off of Mm -hmm. this really hard. But it's just like, it's just sad that these people go to bat for our country and we just kind of don't return the favor. Like the return on investment for being a military person seems like it's not that great. Although um, I think a lot of military people would really disagree with you. Just throwing that out there. Of course. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm just saying like, like it just, it's so certain sad to me that there's, I, it's the, the ROI is like, yeah, uh, yeah. Right, because but I again, think for them, like, it's like, I don't like, even know oh, that it's ar- a full disagreement because it's like even those people are saying all the time, like, we need to do more to support our vets. So yes, it's like, correct. Yes, right. It's like, well, how are you defining return on vets? You know, so exactly. It's, it's like, a very prideful exactly. thing like, for a lot of people. Right, but. Which, I, which I will not take away. Like, that exactly. is very true. I just feel like, like, health, like, healthcare-wise, mental-care-wise, yeah. like, all that stuff, Jobs like, wise. that needs to get, like, increased. Yeah. So it's like you went out there, you did all this stuff. You were young. Like you did this when you were so young. 
I don't want you to come back to like literally like Bo be like reintegrated into society. Like that's just, I don't know. I just, well, and besides ugh, the like again, big services. Like so sad. Yeah. Well, besides the big services, like literal services of like healthcare and job training and things like that. You also like, you hear the regret of the experiences that come with it in the episode we hear from Ken Wolf talking about that soldier, um, right. Kurt Curtis mm-hmm. was his mm-hmm. name and how, and like just the, the emotion in his uh, voice yeah. of the regret. And that's a man who has been very, um, kind of big voiced and outspoken with Sarah. It's like literally at one point oh, he's yeah. like, Sarah, what do you want me to say about something else? Totally. But Daisy. he yeah. is like, he sounds so sad and vulnerable and yeah, this guilt that he's carrying in that story, I was like, oh, man, you know, it just he's really... He's going to carry that forever. And yeah, really. Yeah, it was that was right. Again, it's just more. Sadness. I mean, the thing is, like, right. And again, like once more have not been in war. I do not understand. But I just I have to imagine that if you've gone into, through something so deeply, seen friends probably like like in front of your eyes like pass away Mm -hmm. god you're probably like assessing and reassessing that all the fucking time like there's just i just oh i don't know it's just well and i think that is the way you function is you have to commit to it and you have to commit to it fully and that's where you get the culture that comes from it yeah yeah, and I which think is like, like all things, then the arguments get politicized. But, it, you know, I think it's like one right. of those things in, in like right. the work I do there. There's so much about politics that is frustrating as someone who interviews people one on one about topics all the time. Right. And so it's like in so many ways, I will see how the big two ideologies or the so, two supposed ideologies don't usually end up often matching up with the reality of conversations that you have with people where it is like it sometimes feels like it's these two t- these two sides shouting at each other or very often it is two sides shouting at each other but like ultimately like people are often yeah they're kind of saying it the same thing like it is like people who feel very anti-war are often at core and this is again from my conversations with these people this is my own anecdotal experience of t- of these conversations is they're often frustrated that those people are put into that situation in the first place like 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 they didn't want them to be put in a situation that they would develop PTSD and come back homeless and then the people who actually live through those experiences feel disrespected by people that they feel are not being supportive enough when it's like at the core like it's just all of those people actually agree on not wanting those people to be homeless and not wanting those people to be untreated and not wanting those people to be overlooked and it's just tricky and it's not that there aren't dissenters and people who do have outlying ideas but like that core thing is like more disagreement in the void than it is like an actual feeling mm-hmm. which is you know which goes back to the whole theme of this season is it's all just more complicated and not at all black it's and white than you would like to think it is yeah. And I almost it also makes me wonder, like, I wonder what Sarah's like ultimate purpose was in doing this episode. Was it in fact to kind of like unpack the complexity? Like this wasn't just like some dickish soldier that like walked off and then got like a rose like a rose garden ceremony the day he was retrieved. Um, 
it was so much more nuanced than that. And like, do we really like, should we blame him for a bunch of this stuff? Or should we like step back and be like, no, this is just a 19 year old kid. I, he, I don't know if he was 19 when he did it, but this is just like a young kid who does like stupid stuff. Like, should there be consequences? Yes, there should. But like, this also got politicized way more than what it should have been. And then like, ultimately, I don't know, like, I, this is kind of like a like a dumb jokey answer, but I almost feel like I wonder if like Sarah's intention was just like, nope, let's just this story isn't going to solve anything, but it should at least start a dialogue. Like, yeah. let's at the very least have this start a conversation. Well, I felt like it was almost a thesis statement. Oh, correct. Sure. My friend thought I want to go into this of whether we think it was actually going to end. He thought that serial his opinion was that Serial just bailed because they were like, okay, we're not getting anywhere. Not that they weren't making points and stuff, but they just bailed. I know that's not what exactly you're going after right now in terms of what Sarah's point was, but I feel like she, I personally think that she probably thought the proceedings were going to go through and she was going to follow the story and be like right there along everything and find some more truth and then there was no truth. I don't know. I don't I disagree with all of that actually. Like to what I was going to say before is that for me I was surprised at how much of an ending and what a kind of a sticking of the landing if you will it felt like this episode to me. I don't think that it didn't how, stick the landing. I I I I don't want you to think I, that. Yeah, and I didn't did I didn't say job. that you didn't think that. I'm just right. I I didn't say that you didn't think that. I'm just saying it was, I was surprised at how much it felt like that, considering how for so many episodes, it didn't necessarily felt like we had forward momentum. But for me, um, going back to what Layla was saying, like, what was her purpose? Like, the the line that I ended up writing down, that for me, I was like, oh, this is a little, somebody else is saying it, but it seems like her thesis statement a little bit was when the guy was saying... um, like, this is what we signed up for. Not, you know, like, and then she was, like, clarifying, like, not individually, but as a country, like, this is what we signed up for. Like, all of this is normal, you know? I feel like they got interested in the story, and they start digging, and they start realizing, like, bizarrely enough, this story that's being treated as in, like, a crazy happenstance of this guy walking off in this thing is actually, like, it's all normal. And in this situation just unfortunately the things lined up so that this became abnormal but it's actually quite normal um yeah I think so I mean I don't know I I just feel like it the ending of this season made me then sort of reassess the ending of season one um which you know the truth of the matter is that if Adnan had not gotten a like a uh not a just like a day in court again ultimately like nothing would have happened with that either but at the end of the day it it caused us to pause and think about yeah you know what like cases like Adnan is not it this is not a a a very nuanced or specific like oh this is not a thing that ever happens like do injustices occur in court all the time hell yeah they do hell yeah they do like do lawyers do a lousy job at present at uh, representing their their clients? Yeah, that happens. Like, 
So I think it's just maybe the point, maybe like the connections that I'm trying to make about cereal in my mind is just like there are no answers. There are no answers. Things like this happen all of the time. They are uh, not normal, but they're not abnormal. And let's talk about them. Let's talk about how the jury system is rigged for season one. Let's talk about how things get politicized for no real reason other than it's good media. It's like good, it's good like news coverage or like, oh, this furthers my political gain to like throw Obama under the bus for Mm -hmm. something that like is happening all the time over there. Or people are blaming one guy when they have like this anger that they just don't know what to do with. Yeah, exactly. Or just like, I don't like there is no real understanding of like, why is this war happening? Like, what are mm-hmm. we gaining from it? So, like, yeah, let's use this guy as, like, our show dog for why, you know, whatever. And then I mean, let's just like- literally try to use him to get admissions approved. Like, everything ends up being a pawn in some way. Everything right. gets turned on its head and, like, used for some purpose. Exactly. Which is often just to counteract the other mistaken purpose. Like, all of it is too much. And it makes me think, like, overall, like, I know that Serial's whole, like, conceit is, like, here's a story told week to week. But ultimately, it's, like, great, yeah, it's a story that's told week to week. But I think in the end, it is a, th- it's, it is a show that makes us pause and really, like, assess things that I think, like, we normally just... It's just, like, background noise, right? It's just, like, oh, this is just a thing. And, it and like, it finally is just, like, oh, right, yeah, no. Like, I guess I've always thought about the injustices of, like, our judicial system. But, like, now that I can pinpoint it onto this very specific case, like, now I can kind of make sense... Or at least, like, try and make sense of my feelings about why I think it's wrong. Right, let's actually um, stop and spend time with this one because it's just yeah. usually part of the noise of the world. Yeah, it's like Correct. one of those things on the bottom of the ticker tape at CNN or whatever news organization you watch. It's like there's Bo Bergdahl was on that ticker tape at the bottom of the screen for a while and you thought about it maybe a little, if at all. And injustices in the criminal justice system are talked about depending on how high profile the case is, Right. Um, and it's mm-hmm. just stealing like one or two of those that you, if you blinked, you missed. Um, Bergdahl yes. was a bitter, a bigger blink, I guess. But like, um, but if you blinked, you missed. And we're gonna take that and sh- and talk about everything else that it affects. And and yeah, I I like the way that you guys put it. Really, it makes me feel better about season two. I will say that my um, my qualms still with season two. Or just that, I, okay, I'm not a journalist. I don't know how I would do it any different. I am not Sarah Koenig. She did the best she could do. I know that she was, had so much information. I'm not remotely downplaying anything. But I guess the way the narrative was told, I just preferred season one's more. That's all I knew. So, like, my expectations were at that. Is that fair? I don't know. And I also don't like, yeah. like, I don't like the notion of, like, don't let anybody take risks. Like, let them take a risk. Let her talk about the Taliban, I guess, you know? But, um, which is so different and so much bigger and everything. So I don't want to poo-poo that either. 
but mm-hmm. but following the narrative was just it was different and I wasn't expecting it and maybe I'm a baby I have no idea but I just didn't like the narrative as much because I feel like it could have been told in a better way where I could have breathed a little more. Now, how how could that have been told? I don't know because I don't know how to do that. That's why I don't, that's not my job. And I'm not saying that right. she had to do it. She took this on, like, kudos to I just, her. I ultimately don't think you're wrong, Dip. I think going back to what we were saying, like, again, if Serial Season 2 is a boyfriend or a guy that has entered our life, I think it was such a haphazard romance that, like, did it lead to wedding bells? Like, no, you knew that. <laughs> yeah. Like, is this a problematic relationship? Yes, kind of. Like, you're always telling me the same story. I think it's important. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, are you like in my top 10 romances? No, but I also learned a lot from you. And like, thanks for spending some time yeah. with me. And I'm the wiser. I'm all the wiser because of it. I'm a little bit wiser. Like, I know that maybe like, the world's complicated. I don't. Yeah, it's complicated. I know that it's like sometimes love can be very complicated. Sometimes the heart wants what it wants. And it's like wrong. Yeah. You know. I as the, um, I guess as the one who does do this kind of work for a living, mm-hmm. I would say I don't know how, I don't know that there's really a way to simplify it. To me, they're just too wildly right. different stories. I'm, I'm And there curious. are different kinds of stories yeah. and you tell them different kinds of ways. Um, I right. think when you're using the word narrative dipti i think one thing that you are hitting on that is correct is like this didn't follow the tr- kind of some of the traditional beats that would lead us you know mm-hmm. um uh in talking about a previous episode i was saying at one point that like it's just it, it's just like she instead of there being like an a to b to c flow it's as if she had to just kind of keep going around to all the sides of it and poking and poking and poking to get towards the center. Like if I was actually drawing a map of this, it would just look very different than the structure of season one. And I don't think one is necessarily better or worse than the other. I think this is probably like what this needed to be for what this is, but it does mean that you're getting away from certain markers that we inherently understand because of experiencing storytelling in multiple forms throughout the entirety of our lives. Yeah, it was just a different way. That's a good way of describing it, Daisy. It was just a different way of following it and comprehending it. And in the end, I understand the story now that she was trying to tell, I think, at least. Like, I I understand why she went from this nuance to this nuance to this nuance. I don't, am mm-hmm. I complaining that I had to like hurt my head a little more? I don't know. Like maybe I am. I don't think I'm stupid, but like it was just a different way of hearing a story, especially in the serial way or like a This American Life sort of yeah. like genre kind of way. So I think it's because ultimately this season was one of those stories where I don't know, uh, like I, I can't attribute it to like a filmmaker, but it's like one of those movies where you're watching it and you're like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, mm-hmm. I don't get it. This is super dumb. And then in right. like the last 30 minutes, it kind of all comes together and you're like, holy shit. Like, yes. uh, Yeah. Like I knew you were trying to tell me something important, but I was kind of like fighting against it because like you just... I wasn't super engrossed. And then like in the end, you walk out of the theater and you're like, "Okay, let's go get a drink because I need to talk about this for like an hour. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of what I mean is like you have these 
you have these, like, we have all the, like, the movies that we know, and they fit a certain formula, mm-hmm. and, like, or, like, you were saying earlier, Layla, like, like, the season one was, like, Law and Order, and, you know, and it's, like, yeah, you have, you have these, like, things, we have these markers, we have these, like, procedurals in the case of, like, Law and Order and other things that, like, we understand, and then you have this, and it's, like, serial seri- season one is, like, kind of a lot of regular movies that you could totally break down by like save the cat method or whatever. Mm-hmm, and then right. you have this and it's like the tree of life and you're like, cool. Like, right. It's like Terrence Malick. Exactly. Like, you've done it again. Like yeah. I sat here through your like four hour movie thinking like, what the fuck is this? Like, why right. am I watching this like nonlinear narrative? And like, and now I'm weeping at the end. Oh, of right. It. And yeah. at the end, I'm like, Oh God, yes. Yeah, the tree of life. Like, I now wish, I'm crying. I right. wish it's you like, didn't oh. end with, that reference because I hated that you movie. hated that movie. Of course, Tiffany hates that movie. <laughs> I was like, no, I refuse to think this is genius. Oh, no. No, no, no. I was so on board. I'm like, something is going to happen. I'm so angry right now. But, anyways. God. I don't feel that yeah, angry that's about why you, Serial that, Season 2, but you guys... That's like, why you loved Boyhood, because like, it's like it has like a flow. It's like you're watching this kid grow I up. Loved Boyhood. If you are listening to this right now, I want you to understand how unsurprised Layla and I are by this information. <laughs> how thoroughly unsurprised. Why are you guys so yeah. unsurprised? Like, I still don't get does it. Does Dipti love Boyhood or Tree of Life? It's like, Boyhood. What? Because no I'm question. not like How dare they enough? fuck up her suburban uh, malaise. How dare Death. they take suburban malaise and put it in a format that she could not digest Oh my easily. god, you guys are making me out to sound like so simple and like a basic bitch right now. No, we are no. not at all. That is the way you are taking it. That is not what we are doing. I think a lot doing. of people, no, Dip, on the contrary. I think, I think this is why a lot of people didn't like season two as much as season yeah. one. Like, one, it's like it's it's way more dense. It's way more complex. Like, it I'm not easy to chat o- over the water fountain with or whatever. Exactly. Like, and I'm putting myself in that. Like, I there were there were a lot of moments in season two where I'm like, fuck this shit. Like, why mm-hmm. are we still like, oh, we got to fucking record this. So I guess I got to listen to it. I mean, the truth of the matter is that, like, that is how I approach the finale of this season. Like, listening to it, I was just like, oh, God, thank God. OK, this I is the last like one. An hour and four minutes. And I was like, all right. Like, I'm going <sighs> to fucking trudge through it. Strap in. And, like, in the end, like, I finished it, and I was like, You had a fucking I'm tree satisfied. of life moment, though? Like, were you actually like Yeah, because I was looking up at the goddamn universe, and I was feeling the shit that Bo was talking about. Okay, for the record. And I was feeling, like, guys, emptiness. For the record, listeners, I still think that my co-hosts think I'm basic right now. I like alternate oh forms That's, of storytelling. You are not. I Nobody do. said that you don't. Nobody said that you don't. Oh, my God. <laughs> But, and I, in the end of Serial Season 2, this is what I want to say. No, it is not my preferred form of narrative. But it's fine how it was because I got the message in the end. With Tree of Life, there was no fucking message. It was just stupid. <laughs> like, I hate Here's the thing. Movie. We don't really, just so, just so if you're listening to this, you understand. We don't really edit this podcast outside of covering up technical glitches. Because sometimes the internet fails us and... You don't need to hear us like go like, oh, where did the where did the connection go? Like, whatever. That's really only thing we edited out of this show. That said, if we could, I would love to just 
and we're not going to actually do this. I just want you to, as the listener to to mentally imagine this in your head. I wanted to just imagine we edited it. So just dipty wit. This is what I feel about season two of Serial. No. <laughs> Period. Like that would be hilarious. I did, I did not think that amazing. movie was good. <laughs> and I don't think it gave me a message at all. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually Dip's true feelings about Tree of Life. <laughs> I guess we all learned that I really hated Tree of Life. That would be like amazing. I, I like, hated that She said that, that movie. forceful no and I was like, oh, she stops right now. I hated that movie <laughs> so, so much and I forgot it existed until tonight that's so funny <laughs> oh my gosh but anyways that's um so funny i uh in the end i want to say that i am happy that i paid attention to serial season two and uh for the millionth time i learned a lot and i really hope yeah. we go back to another anonymous mystery in season three sorry i do that was like the most hilariously like passive like non-compliment towards the season you know it's like when you do a show you see a friend in a show and it's not good you're like and the scenery was really good or like the set was good or like you were up there she was like i'm glad i, I listened loved that <laughs> walk i heard on. it like, <laughs> I like, okay right. i won't develop a time machine to take back my life like, so funny yeah I will say, though, I'm going to piggyback off of Dip on this, um, going back to what I think is a brilliant boyfriend analogy. I love um, this analogy. I, I, it's my, I, I love it. I do, too. I know, guys. I'm very boy crazy. You know that I have fucked five <laughs> Boberg dolls in my life. And so... Just hipster Abraham Lincoln and hipster... Hipster Abraham... Uh, I'm James sorry. Benjamin Harden? Franklin. Benjamin, hipster Benjamin Franklin. Hipster Benjamin Franklin. Hipster, Benjamin yeah. Franklin. hipster Benjamin Alexander Franklin. Hamilton? I'm just throwing hipster in front <laughs> oh of Oh, my God. If names. there's a hipster Alexander Hamilton out there, I live in Oakland, California, and you can hit me up at Which, my Twitter line. Honestly, you um, also probably live in Oakland, California. Hipster. Exactly. Yeah, Daisy. you probably do. You Already. probably do. I mean, like... Who's kidding who? And I will meet you at a bar of your choice in Oakland, California. She lives near a Taco um, Bell. But yeah, I do live <laughs> near a Cot Taco Bell. Um, I will say this, though. In the end, the season was kind of like, are you in my pantheon of like favorite loves? No. Uh, I feel like we had a very like uh sometimes disinteresting but like eh okay come over kind of a romance and that but like in the end like now that you're gone i'm like you know what that guy taught me a lot of shit like i thought he was like a big dummy and i didn't like him at first and you're going to think about and him now right i'm like i'm going to think <laughs> yeah. about it and now i'm like oh my god that motherfucker affected me like right. i was affected. i like that analogy a lot i, I agree yeah. i i feel i feel you on we that. weren't like meant to be but like you we did weren't what meant you to be like to never wedding bells never yeah. had wedding bell thoughts but it's just like i literally thought this was going to be like like a wham bam thank you ma'am kind of thing but like nope you stuck around for all of spring you know <laughs> You stuck around um, for all of spring and then some. Yeah, like, oh, I, you know, I was just passing the time. But that winter and spring of, of 2015, yeah. 2016 ended up being more productive than I thought. Right. I um, thought it was just for cuffing You're going to hear some so songs and it's going to remind you of him. And you're going to be like, oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. I remember. Yeah. I'm going to listen to Casey and JoJo. And <laughs> <laughs> we have to start wrapping up. So I would like us to do a couple of um, just anything else we want to say. One for me as I wrote down the word tyke. She said tyke 
in this episode and I was like there's a usage I've not <laughs> heard I don't think that I hear any I think other than the company Little Tykes I don't think I've heard anybody Daisy, say Daisy there's a tyke. show on uh, TV or HBO or Netflix or one of them called Friday Night Tykes and it's about oh, yeah. young football kids. So I have seen that that exists, a, but a I friend of mine is obsessed. But besides that, I don't hear tags. Yeah. No, I feel like that I would find upsetting for sim- similar reasons. I would be like the void of humanity, where these children are <laughs> ramming their heads against each other. I would be like too emotionally affected by Friday if night. They're types. giving their lives, and they're seven oh, years old. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, so I also young. wrote. And we already addressed this guy, but just the way I wrote it in my note, I wrote this other fr- freaking crazy guy. This other freaking crazy guy was the guy. Oh, I put him down as another bow. Another and then bow. I put, yeah, I called him another bow. Yeah. And I loved that he, like, another bow carried the same sort of stuff that bow would have carried, like a katana. Like, yes, he exactly. Had, like, a, and he had some sort of, like, battle axe or something. I was just like, oh, that is very Bo Bergdahl. I feel like, like multiple Bo Bergdahls. And I know that there are multiple Bo Bergdahls because they went through my vagina. There you so, go. I'm aware. I'm aware of multiple What's the Bo percentage Bergdahls? of fedora wearers in that situation? Oh, I felt oh like, God. Never a fedora wearer. Never a fedora wearer. I have I, my limits. Because <laughs> I felt like for me it was like different items, you know, but like the similarity of like these guys both did this thing and they both had katanas. I was like, right. And that's why people right. group people with fedoras. Like I was like, this that's is like right. these metaphors are like cousins or whatever. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I do feel bad because I'm, like, making fun of people who are, like, clearly, like, snapping in war and, like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it's just, like, oh, the, the like, the weapons that you carried off is probably the weapons that Bo hid at the tea place yeah. in uh, Idaho. Right. Honestly, as a, as a people, we have a tendency to profile people on such a macro scale. And really, it should Correct. be narrowed down to things like, do you carry a katana? Like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't be, right. like, katana are you carrier brown? It should be, like, carrier. yeah, katana or not katana. Like, and then culturally adjust by place. If you are in a place where a lot more normal to carry a katana, well, then we'll change it to something else. But, like, right. that, it should be stuff like that. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, do you carry a katana? Do you follow cats? Right. Do you follow Step- cats? Step to the left. I feel like that Everyone should else? be... Step to the right. In your next profile dip, I mean, Layla, if you want to keep finding guys like this this should be like in your on like tinder or whatever it should be it should like, be like do a you flow follow chart. cats yeah yeah do you follow Just... cats and they're like <laughs> i mean i'm already professional woman very... owns her own apartment do you follow cats like correct i mean i like i said i am being very proactive about being like no more cat guys yeah. like guys who are obsessed with cats no mas i understand they all seem to be a little bit of a problem for <laughs> me <laughs> Yeah. If well, you own rabbits, though, you know well, where to hit me up at cheese at the cheese report um, <laughs> on Twitter. If you are a rabbit owner, Layla is the biggest Twitter. rabbit fan, other than I would say Amy Sedaris, maybe. Whoa! I'm a, yeah, I'm in good, good company. company. Yeah, boom, good company. Um, my last thought is uh, the only other thing. It's not my personal last thought. It's just one last thing I wanted to mention was that I liked Mark Bowles' last thoughts. About yes, I did about there being like we don't know what to think of anything because there used to be a good war and there used to be a bad war and we don't know what's happening now. And I just thought that was 
a really interesting way to say it and way to look yeah. at everything yeah. and a great ending. I thought overall. Yeah. Well, he was like, we don't know. And we don't know what's happening right now. And that means we don't know what to do with him. Yeah. And I was like, oof. It was all of the things, man. It was yeah. great. And and that along with totally exactly how Sarah ended it uh, in a season that I had my frustrations. I thought, wow, great job. SK. Yeah, Bo is good at waiting. Oh, so good. good. At, that was right. so oh, nice. quality of the yeah. writing. It's like, oh, it's like if there's one thing that Bo knows how to do, it's wait. And I'm like, oh, oh. it's like, good job. Yeah, Sarah. that ending line was like that ending line was just like arms up because you know Olympic what? It made you landing. It did make you look back at the whole season in your head for a second and say, oh, yeah, I remember we learned about his torture and then we learned about waiting for him to get out. And then we waited. It made you think about the waiting yeah. for everything that was a theme throughout the entire season, which was just right. nothing happens. And then all of a sudden something happens. And then, yeah, and just, it was yeah. so great. And so my last thought is and honestly old. dip, like going back to the waiting theme, like even then the stuff, like even the things that require waiting where people are trying to evade the waiting is all part of Bo's story. Yeah. Right? right. Or like, like directly or indirectly, like whether it's like, Okay, let's try and slip this past Congress mm-hmm. because, like, I don't want to wait. I want to do this thing. Or, like, when you're talking about the army where they're like, let's say that it's a project where we're saving Bo just so that we don't have to wait to get approval for, uh, like, other weapons right. or to mm-hmm. approve this mission. Like, everything ultimately is about actually waiting or, uh, like, doing something maybe kind of shady so that you can evade waiting. Like, yeah, it was just one of those things where I'm like, oh, fuck, life is life is waiting. Life is waiting and like evading waiting. And then looking at (laughs) and then looking at the stars that at the ending was also so perfect in that theme of waiting because it's just like we're just so still and we're nothing. And what are we waiting for? We're so such a blip of time. And it was right. It's like, oh, God, end this episode with like a David Bowie song. Like, is there life on Mars? Because everything is ending with like life on Mars. It would have to end with a David Bowie song. As soon as it has to end. That was true like 10 minutes ago (laughs) Um, when when Layla said wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. That's right. That was the first thing I thought. But also like as soon as I heard that tape of Bo talking about the stars Uh and how he like because it is like even with that's kind of like the second half of that quote. Like the first half is you a little kind of realizing like how crazy that must be for him to be in captivity and just see the vastness like even if it wasn't the vastness of the universe just the vastness of the sky even yeah. given his situation is like intense and as soon as that started playing I was like oh she must have heard this tape like and early on thought like this is an ending or like this is I yeah. don't know if it ends the whole thing or if it ends an episode because I know that's a feeling I have like some like constantly when I am yeah reporting yeah. and interviewing people like somebody will say a, a thing and I'm like that's the ending like that right. is the end. Or or conversely, like that's the beginning. Like yeah. there are always But it's usually where, for like, me it's doing it's usually the ending, yeah. Um yeah. yeah, I mean like there's always like there's always you know this, like there's always good sound bites. But yeah. then there are certain sound bites that kind of just like cut you to the quick and you're just right. like that's either the top of the story or the end of the story. But it's yes. like it's gotta be like one of those caps. Cause it like it speaks you want so it- much to the core of what it is that you're right. just like, oh yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's yes, like yes. all this is like this is like the clip. Like that's exactly. what I need to use. Totally. So yeah. Well, I'm yeah. glad that we all liked the ending. That. I'm glad we all did. That's makes me feel 
I did. Nice. Yeah. That was and, really I mean, satisfying. there were part like I was in the middle of this episode, which was very long, just being like, when will this end? Because I really just wanted to go out and enjoy happy hour. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> Layla, but ultimately, Layla like, I felt I that listened- too. I did. And then when it actually ended, when I actually was getting the last 10, 15 minutes, then I thought, oh, wait. Oh, okay. It's worth it. Because halfway through, still, yeah, I, I also felt really good like, about the ending. Come on, end. And <laughs> like, the thing that's interesting it. is, like, I feel like if the ending wasn't good, I would have just been like, oh, this sucks. Like, I'm yeah, just going right. to go out and get a drink and, like, wallow in my sorrows. But instead, I was like, no, this was a very good ending, very yeah. satisfying. And I will, like, legit enjoy this pale ale that I'm about to imbibe. And so what's the chances it would have been a pale ale? Oh, there are. I mean, come on. Uh, Nickel's chance in 10 cents. Right. I mean, (laughs) and that's another thing, dear listener, that you should know. Is that a saying? Because it should be a saying. A nickel's (laughs) chance in 10 cents. That's not a thing. I made it. I don't even know. (laughs) Tonight. Well, we have to wrap up. Um, Guys, we did it. Thank you so much for joining us for this adventure into the spiral uh, and non-traditional narrative arc of Serial Season 2. That's right. Into the cosmos of Season 2. Cosmos. We are all Spaceship Earth. Um, Go and hit us up on email or even Twitter is great. You know, it just depends on how much you have to say. Pick the format that makes the most sense Tell us what you think about floating on this giant blue marble that we call Earth. Exactly. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the whole season? How do you feel about the ending? You can hit us up at our Gmail, which is Serially Obsessed Pod. That's Serially Obsessed Pod, like the name of our show, P-O-D, at gmail.com. And then our Twitter, which I spell every time just in case for you because it is slightly different because of space limitations. Um, not the universe limitations, like actual, like physical, like space, um, is uh, serial obsessed pod. So S E R I A L O B S E S S P O D. That's us on Twitter. So it's a little at symbol before that. And we would love to hear from you about all of those things that we talked about today. And um, uh, feel free to weigh in, guys. But one last thing I do want to say is uh, you know what, Sarah? I do want to hear your credits. I do yes! want to hear you give credit yes! to all your people. Yeah. I yeah. thought that was I, dope. I love the credits. I stick around for the credits. I stick around I don't know for if the it's credits. Just like me being a producery person, but it's like. I know. I, I was like, I, maybe it's just me because I do the same kind of work, but I loved the credits. I and it was nice to hear her so I stick passionate about for her movie team. Credits. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, I want to see. I mean, like, look, at the end of the day, these things we consume, it's like a work of so many people. So many. And it's just, I don't know. I mean, like, look, this is me going to be like very lovey-dovey, like, let's hug trees. But I I love collaboration. But not the tree of life. It makes me feel good. Don't hug that tree. Like tree of life. Just ruined it. Not (laughs) hugging trees. Don't hug that tree. at all, guys. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, like, shout out to the entire team that made Serial Season 2. Because we definitely talk about um, Sarah Koenig's great writing and saying Sarah did this. But as she very rightfully pointed out in her own credits to the show, which we all thought were lovely, like, it really takes a huge team of people to make it. It takes a village. And we have something to talk about because all of those people make something. And so shout out from us to them. And also shout out to the serially obsessed uh crew thank yeah. you daisy <laughs> rosario you who is our you. uh resident radio producer <laughs> dipti sarawit who is our resident lawyer legal, legal consultant and me to Lila our cynical, Carrillo, Layla, cynical our- <laughs> media critic 
it's been good times, guys. And shout out to you for listening. Like you listening right now. Thank you Listen, for listening. Shout out to Google Hangouts who allows these little meetups to happen. Yeah. And so, when they thanks, don't Goose. happen that well, that's what we edit out. So that's what we edit out. out. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Blue Microphones for providing really great um, speaking things. The best. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Speaking microphones. Um, but <laughs> blue snowballs for life. But honestly, mostly listeners, thank you. We only do this show for you. So we love that you it's listen. It's true, because we could be doing this at a, we could yeah. be just having these conversations at a bar, and we'd be drinking more than we drink when we do it, because we actually don't really drink <laughs> much when we do it. We've had like a and glass of wine here and there. Yeah, Sometimes, yeah. but not as much as we would drink, like, at a bar. So, yeah. So it's very, very nice. And I, I think that few of us people listen to Serial this season, so we're really excited that you stayed on. And we'll be back for season three, of course. So, yes, we I have will a feeling be. that season three is going to be the big mamma jamma. You I guys. think it's going to be like great. Something's percolating for season three. It's going to be Yeah. It's yeah. Be and great. also, like, hey, we did bonuses of season one. There was a lot more, like, other stuff happening. But as Sarah was saying, she doesn't expect necessarily there to be movement with um, Bo Bergdahl's court-martial, but if something comes up, we will obviously, like, check in. Otherwise, my two esteemed co-hosts here have their Obsession Sessions podcast that you guys should check out that they will have time to do more of now that we are not doing this. Yeah, and that that Twitter... I will harass them about a RuPaul's Drag Race episode. That that Twitter (laughs) is at ObsessionPod, so tell us what shows you want to listen to, and we will have more time to do more TV shows. Someone asked us that on Twitter, and the answer is yes, we will do more shows, and we're going to be doing... Well, I'm not going to say. Just tell us what you want because. Um, yeah. Well, do you want to say, Layla, what our next one is? <laughs> oh, um, I mean, we're, we're thinking of doing an episode on. We're thinking of doing an episode on vinyl. Um, I would love to do an episode on OJ. Ra- Drag Race because I love that show. I do it. Um, also on OJ. Um, but we're trying to like venture away from like other true crime, right? Legals, and uh, we have gotten some, right? It's stuff, not a show about crime, right? We have gotten some suggestions and we're going to do them all, but we don't, we just don't want to do everything that's like murder related per se. So, um, we'll just like spread out the murder. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just, we're like, going to spread, spread out, out the murder, the murder anyway, and the court stuff. Pace the murders. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But guys, right, thank guys. you so much for everything. We love thank the tweets. You. We love the emails. Um, really even do. when they're like emails telling us not to say like anymore and trying to, uh, you know. We like enjoy being reminded of the patriarchy. We like, ha ha. Yeah, that's right. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm a woman and you need to control the way I speak. I get it. I, uh, I always laugh at that because I speak professionally for a living. And when I really concentrate i can definitely speak without saying um and like and it's something it's that all I've about very code hard on switching over the years. girl exactly code switching. but at the same time when i am speaking casually with my friends i just want to be able to speak off the cuff and enjoy myself and a lot of people who think themselves very clever speakers actually say the word like more than they realize and you know what i'm just gonna say ditto i i speak for a living in a way as well and i can speak well but when i'm having a colloquial conversation with my friends Sometimes you just got to deal with it. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Like, am I dropping F-bombs? Am I dropping, like, like a lot? Like, 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 like? Yeah. All the time. And you like, know what? Just, yeah. Like, yeah. And you know what? Like, deal with it. Yeah. And it's fine. Guys, 
We had Everything a lot of love, so we had to shout out the haters for a minute. Yeah, gotta shout out the basically, haters. Let the haters <laughs> be motivators. Haters. Am I right, ladies? We heard you is the point. Yeah. We heard you. Yeah. Noted. Yeah. Listen, the haters are motivators all day, every day. You know what? Exactly. Like, the more you push, the more we'll make more of these beautiful podcasts for people to listen to. Oh. <laughs> The more you tell me to not talk to my friends like a normal human being, the more I am motivated to talk to my friends. Like a That's, right. That's right. And yeah, if you don't if you don't like it, just don't listen. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, it's been a glorious but confusing season. I'm glad to have shared it with you. Yeah, yeah, guys, we will be back for maybe some bonus episodes. Definitely yeah. for season yeah. three. What will season three be? Tweet us about that, too. Yeah. Who God. knows where they'll be uh, spotted. The possibilities then... are endless. Exactly. So we'll see. Well, thanks, guys. It's been real. All right. We will catch you next time. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.